The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. The pregnant pause. Is he here or is he not? Oh, he's here. Yes, I certainly am. It's the two of us. It's me and you. Really, the three of us. Who can forget the great Ty D. Butler? The three of us together, all morning long, 98.7 ESPN. I'm Dave Rothenberg. He's Ty Butler on the other side. You guys are due. I mean, this I love the Saturday because it's like you're taking your kids to practice. You're going to the bagel store. You're you're running errands. You're you're on your way to work. Whatever it is that you do, you're doing, and we're doing it together. And we don't have one scalding hot topics, right? You you would say we don't have like one just topic that needs to be broken down into a powder like the Knicks were last Saturday, say. But we have we have many very warm topics. Nothing scalding hot. Many warm. So what do we have on tap for the morning? Uh, We have, well, as we always do, Stump Rothenberg at 1030. R.J. Bell at 11. Frenzy with R.J. Bell at 1115. And and even if you you say, you know what, I just, Dave, I don't don't love R.J. Bell. I I love you. I don't love R.J. I I happen to think he's excellent. But even, even if you're of the mindset of, I don't love him, have you followed the man's picks? He is red hot. Red hot. Last week. Gives you Dallas minus four and a half when the spread was minus four and a half. That's a win. Then secondarily, it's like, you know, also Tennessee minus eight and a half against Jacksonville. They win by 20. And then he had Arizona minus one against the Rams. That's a loss. But still, two and one with your best bet hitting, red, red, hot. So certainly, you need to pay very close attention to what RJ brings to the table every single week. So we have jam-packed show. And what we like to call the open that we do today and I'm told everyone loves the potpourri. So that's what we'll do. We'll do a little potpourri. We'll have a little Knicks. We'll have some Giants. The Giants, the Giants just continue to embarrass themselves. The Jets, you know, you know what? The Jets should write like a law, a lengthy thank you note to the Giants saying thank you so much. Because if you guys were just somewhat competent, like somewhat capable and competent, we we would be the laughing stock yet again. But because you guys continue to be the laughing stock. We we take the back seat to how embarrassing, in fact, you are because you're like year three of the rebuild. We're year one of the rebuild. We are embarrassing, but you're two years down the road. You guys stink worse than us. You take the slings and arrows. So we'll get to the Jets. We'll get to the Giants. Um, we'll certainly get to the Knicks a little bit as well. Knicks would thank God they won that game the other night. Thank God. And then the Knicks tonight, 730 right here on 9870 ESPN. Uh, against the Celtics, who, and the Knicks had good fortune with this also. The Celtics played last night, so you catch them on the second night of a back-to-back, so that's good news as well. Uh, but I wanted to start, and, and I, 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 my goal is to not get, uh, really, and I, I rarely, if ever, do, political with this thing, uh, but I think we need to, to discuss Kyrie Irving and, and his return, right? So here's what I don't understand. So the Nets come out with this very strong statement not too long ago, right? where we are, we, we love Kyrie, we will support Kyrie, either you're in or you're out. Either you're vaccinated and you're involved all the way or you're not, right? And it's like, okay, listen, I, I, and a lot of people said, I, I'm not pro-forcing vaccination, but if that's a decision they've made, then I, I'm, I'm even okay with that, right? Or, or those that say, yeah, I'm very pro-vaccination and that's the right move. But uh, most people were on board with one way or the other what the Nets were doing. They were holding their ground. They were not being taken, you know, 
almost hostage by by this really elite player and these players who they've let have a lot of control within this organization. And the thought was, if and when Kyrie decides to get the vaccine or a mandate changes here in New York City, you're not going to see Kyrie Irving. And I think we had come to accept that. And that was kind of the new norm that we sat with. So fast forward, right? And they come out with a very strong statement saying, we're not okay with this. It's not going to happen. So if and when he gets vaccinated or the, the law changes, then in fact, we will gladly welcome back Kyrie Irving. Now, if this is, you know, some 11th guy off the bench, he's, he's gone. But it's Kyrie Irving, and, and I think we all understand. Now, COVID has, it. I don't want to say it died down, but it, 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 I think it calmed down a little bit, right? But not now. Now, with this new variant, um, we've gotten to an extent where it's now, uh, you know, uh, somewhat terrifying again. And, you know, it, it is rampant now again. And maybe with this new variant, people aren't getting as sick as they were. But it, the, the, the whole thing is certainly a, a very big concern. And you have it wreaking havoc around sports leagues all over the place. I mean, the NHL is like half shut down now. The NBA uh, teams are postponing. Uh, football, you have an outbreak with Cleveland. You have an outbreak with Washington. You have an outbreak with the Rams. In fact, you now in the NFL, you now have one game today. And this kind of ruined my Saturday a little bit, just to show you how, how maniacal and maybe even selfish I am. I had this great day planned out. We're going to do the show. My little guy has lacrosse at two. We'd go there. We'd come home, and we would pop on football at four and then 8.30 and then just ensconce ourselves, drape ourselves in football for the entirety of the day. So the 4.30 game Raiders and, and Browns, that's now going to be taking place, I believe, Monday at 5 o'clock. So now what you have is two games on Monday and two games on Tuesday. The Mon- the first Monday game is going to be 5 because they don't want anything to go up against Monday Night Football, which is the Vikings and the Bears. And then the two Tuesday games are both going to be at 7. And and my understanding, and I think I have this right, unless you have the DirecTV package, uh, like the Sunday ticket, you're not going to be able to watch either of those two games on Tuesday. Now, I have it, so I'm going to be able to watch them, but uh, I can understand some frustration and anger and, and even annoyance if uh, if you can't. So that's where we are. Uh, I mean, it, it is as bad. It sounds like it's as bad as it's been, you know, maybe in about a year, year and a half. So you think to yourself, okay, it's bad. Kyrie Irving is not even a thought at this point, but no. No. So what the Nets have now decided to do, where, again, this is as bad as it's been and leagues are shutting down and guys on, I mean, the Knicks are, are ravaged with it. Every team is ravaged with it. You, you look around, like Clyde Frazier can't go to the games, Rebecca Harlow can't go to the games. I mean, you, you know, play-by-play guys can't go to the games. You look all over the place. And the Nets decide now, you know what? We'll relent. Kyrie Irving will be allowed to practice with us and will be on the road with us. So he's not going to play home games, but road games and practice. Let's clear him there now. What? Come on. I mean, are are we serious here? I had such respect. And again, it's not what side of the fence are you with the vaccine. It's, it's, It's the law. You have to have it. You don't have it. I'm sorry, you can't play. 
I really, I don't, I don't think for a second this is at all political. It's just this is these are the rules, and if you're not in, involved in the rules in this capacity, then you're not allowed to play. And now all of a sudden, as things get bad to this level, you now decide, you know what, Kyrie? Now's the time. Come on back in. The water's warm. I just, I for the life of me, well, you know what? That's not true, and that's not fair. I do get it. It does make sense to me. You know why? Because I guarantee you that Kevin Durant was like, all right, let's get him back here. I'm tired. It's time. Because this organization allows these players more control than any team I've seen. I mean, they basically pick their head coach and they make all the decisions. And you saw the statement yesterday, which is, you know, the amount of minutes our guys are playing, uh, we really need. So, so that, now that's where you are? So you had this, this very respectable stance of we're not going to play Kyrie Irving because he's not vaccinated and we want to be safe and we want to do the right thing and he can't play in New York and we're not going to be half pregnant here. Either he's going to be all in and play or he's not going to play. And that's your stance. And I think most people are like, okay, fair enough. Good for them. And now because Kevin Durant says, you know what? I need him to play. I want him to play. The decision is made. Well, Kyrie Irving, come back on the road, come back to practice. You can't play at home and we'll sign up for that. So a couple months ago, you come out with a very strong statement. You are not okay in the least with that. And now you are. Explain. Explain to me. I mean, what, the only thing I can think is that Kevin Durant or James Harden got to the point where it's like, get this guy back onto the lineup. Get this guy back into the rotation because we need him and we want him. But this whole thing of, you know, minutes played by some of our, the Nets are terrific. And does it does it ultimately really matter? Like if you have Kyrie Irving now or you wait because you have to figure and everything I've read is that this thing is going to be intense for a while and it's going to be rampant and a lot of people are going to get sick. Although it sounds like you don't get as sick now with this new variant as you were right with with the original coronavirus. But why not wait? Even if it means you lose some games, whatever you lose some games. And if you get to the postseason where you're in April and you have to figure things have calmed down by then. All right. You know what? Now at this point, we'll bring back Kyrie Irving and, and we'll allow him to play on the, on the road. And, and that's what we're going to do. But it, it, I don't know if you feel like this. It, I think it's somewhat embarrassing and I think it feels hollow. That that's my take. And I don't blame Kyrie. I mean, I actually kind of respect Kyrie. He, he came out and said, I I'm not doing it. Like these are the parameters of which I'd play. As which the, the parent, right? Because this is really what this is like. The child says, I, no, this dad, this is how it's going to be. And the dad says, well, now, if that's how you're going to react, now this is how it's going to be. And there's a standoff. And eventually, and let's be fair, eventually Kyrie Irving has won the standoff. The Nets, who came out with a very strong statement. That, I'm, I'm sorry, we just can't play him. A couple months ago, all of a sudden, flipped the script, and now Kyrie Irving we welcome you back. Why? Because uh, uh, the, the main players on this team were playing a lot of minutes. Well, I mean, are you really? Really, that's where we are. So he can't play at home. He'll play on the road. He'll practice with the team. But a lot of injuries, a lot of health and safety protocols going on, a lot of minutes with these guys, and now we need him. 
So here, here's this, a, a bit of the statement from the Nets. We arrived at this decision with full support of our players and after careful consideration of our current circumstances, including players missing games due to injuries and health and safety protocols. This is from Sean Marks. We believe that the addition of Cairo will not only make us a better team, but allow us more optimally balance the physical demand on the entire roster. So you, you had this, like, you drew the line in the sand. And you were going to do what most deemed to be the appropriate thing. And now you're going to flip the script because, as he says, not my words, optimally balance the physical demand on the entire roster. So at the end of the day, it comes down to what it always comes down to. As COVID gets dramatically worse, as leagues are shutting down and postponing and changing dates and times and days of the games, they're concerned about their players and their safety Minutes played wise, and let's welcome back Kyrie Irving. I mean, how head in the clouds can you be as an organization if you're the Nets? That it's as bad as it's been in a year and a half, and this is the moment that you've brought back Kyrie Irving. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Now, this is the time that we, that we bring in the guys and we say, we say good morning. Um, now, there's, there's a large faction of the listening audience that adores Ty Butler. And then there's a few that really dislike him. But I, I, am, I am in the majority. <laughs> I am one of the few that really enjoys Ty D. Butler. And we bring him in at this time every week and we say good morning. Ty. I don't how understand you? how you could dislike me. It's, it's a little odd. Well, odd or not, don't focus on it. Focus on well, the you. Br- it's hard not to focus on something that quite literally every week at this time in your introduction, you say. It, you know it's, what? It's a it's a very it's a very fair point. So, it, like to say, yeah, don't focus on this one thing that I mentioned to you every time I talk to you. It's a fair point. Maybe I will put that to rest. So I apologize. But now you don't focus on it. Don't don't fall for the, the trap that apparently I'm setting for you. Move on. It's people who clearly have poor taste because, you know, uh, my family loves me. Let it go. Me, my Let, friends it go. Love Ty, me, Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing Tell very me. well. Good. Aside from this, I've got to vent to you about something. And I feel oh, like no. every this is now becoming a weekly thing. Like Christmas time is supposed to be filled with, you know, love laughter, joy. Yeah. By the way, shout out to my, my son who just turned six months today. Oh, happy birthday. Happy half birthday. So uh, we're, we're blessed in that regard. But for some reason, I just feel so stressed out, man. Like Christmas shopping is really, really stressful. Yeah, I wouldn't know. You compile a list and then it's like the, 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 the list of names grows bigger every year. And now you're just all bent out of shape. What do I get this person? Gift See, cards. That, is and that, and like, that right there is the exact definition of why Thanksgiving is the better. Oh, party. it's better. You can just show up and eat and leave. Right. Like it, It's fantastic. Whereas Christmas, you know, gift cards, are, are is that too impersonal? Is that, you know, not a lot of uh, intimacy associated with just giving money to someone? I don't like it. And every year it just grows more frustrating. I tell my wife, we got to be better about Christmas so how, shopping. How deep does it go for you? It, like, how many people do you have to get gifts for? That, that, that This level of stress. Like, this is not what God intended. No, it's not. God, which is God what I'm did saying. not intend for you to be involved in, in, in like, physical distress over gift cards for, for, for Christmas. So what, like, how deep does it go? The so list. It's, obviously, it's your wife. Yeah. But, and then you got to look at it. It's like, it's not just the wife. It's. The wife, and then it's like four gifts to the wife. It's like seven gifts to the son. It's, you know, two gifts well, to your uh, mom. Here's the, here's the thing. 
Your son is not. He's six months old today. Yeah, but you're gonna get him a gift. He's not gonna be like, Dad, what the hell is this? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, what, what did you do here? He's you, gonna you be disappointed. Like soap, he'd be like, Oh, <laughs> oh. So I mean, here's the thing that you're missing, because I think you're you're a very aware individual for the most part. For the most this, part. No, no, no. For the most, this is your son's first ever Christmas, which is what makes it so special. Right. You got to go so all out. You could you could get. I mean, just get him like fun, cute gifts for a kid. For a kid, yeah, but then, like I said, it, that so that's only two names. You, then you've got your mom, you've got your dad, you, you've got your stepdad, you've got your brother, you've got your sister, you, you you've got the uh, secret Santa. It, it, it's just so much. Well, here's the, you don't need to stress about the secret Santa. They never know who you are anyway. Well, <laughs> it's so it's so oh, you funny. Could, you could to- that's the one you could totally drop the ball with the secret Santa. Tell me how egregious this is. So I'm a part of a secret Santa that's uh, family oriented, and the person who is like serving as the liaison. Says, sends out like a, a mass message to everyone saying the the minimum amount of money you can spend on this is $50. Wow. <laughs> what kind of like... The ra- minimum? Mi- I've, I've heard maximum before. Right. Like I've if heard- they said max 50, okay, the minimum. So what's the max? <laughs> there is no max apparently. Minimum $50? But here's the beauty. They'll never know. <laughs> it's true. They'll I mean, never you, know. You kind of know without knowing. Yeah. Yeah, based on the quality of the gift. But all of this is just to say, like, we're supposed to be entering the new year, like, with optimism, feeling good, stress is behind this. This is on you, though. And, I, and I've, I've just been so stressed this the is last on you. week. If, if you are feeling stressed out because of Christmas, that's a, that's a you issue. But I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people listening to this who feel this. They're driving around right now on their way to stand on the line for two hours. Because you've waited to the last minute, you're See, busy. That's the, that's, that's the beauty of Hanukkah. Uh, I'm, I'm done. It is finished. No we effort. Have moved on, and now you guys can have your stressful Christmas. But I so so. The, <laughs> I'll be at the Knicks game on Christmas Day. Yeah, by the way. so we were able to secure you a, a couple of couple of tickets to the game four, there. More huh? tickets to the Knicks game. Will you be there as well? I, I will not be there. Oh. Uh, I don't know how it would play over in. in in the household, if if the first Christmas uh, for Noah, I'm, I'm at the garden watching you know, Trey Young drop 45 on your Knicks, who have been struggling, yeah, by the way. This, I think right there is why a lot of people— <laughs> It's just, a they're, joke, they're but it's how we have fun, man. Yeah. Hey, I root but for here, the Knicks. Here's what I got, see, and here's the thing. Walking double entendre, who's one of my favorites and a great tweeter. He says, Ty once said he hopes my wife leaves me because he had a different take, and I called him out. Wait, I, I said I that to him? will forever have no love for Ty. Hashtag ultimate fraud. Wait, I said that I hope his wife leaves him? Yeah. No, there's no way. I, I, listen, I don't know. Submit the evidence. Walking double entendre is saying. Submit the evidence, walking double entendre. Wait, okay. If he submits evidence that you, in fact, said that, will you give a, a verbal on-air apology? I, I, it depends on, like, what. I so mean, we got to end it. I know. I might apologize. You're backtracking. Because, I might apologize. I just want to know for for certain that I said it. I don't think that he would be bothered for this long, and, and it wouldn't be. He said he would never forgive me because I— He'll never forgive you. Maybe I said it, you know, tongue-in-cheek. Nah, I was I joking. Know. I, I, people got to realize, like, 70% of the time I'm, like, joking. It, it's just, like, you know, me— now, be, being you know me. what it is? I don't think you have a joking tone often, and I think people take it as as the gospel. And yeah, you, yeah, but you people. gotta you you have to understand that you know behind this thick layer of you know toughness is a you know softy who just are likes you, to have you fun. you consider yourself soft? Uh, like a lovable soft. Very mush. yes, yes. People who know me, sure, would say okay. he's he's such a lovable guy. He's sweet. He's nice. 
Okay. That's Can what we get is. to the calls, or you want to go on and on about yourself? <laughs> you asked me a question, and well, I answered 70% it. of the things I say is just a joke. Let's go to uh, Antonio in the car. Good morning, Antonio. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. All right. I was just saying about the Kyrie Irving. The Knicks, the Nets have been playing all season with, with, vaccinated, with vaccinated players. Right. Why would you bring down somebody that's not vaccinated into the group? Doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, well, here's the thing. It seems like people that are vaccinated are, are also getting it at a, at a rapid rate right now. And they claim, and again, who knows what's true or not, that they have gone through the team and, and asked for their opinions and that the team came back and responded, yes, we're happy having them back. I don't blame the players. And thanks for the call. I blame the organization. You came out with a statement, and it was, it was very definitive. We're not, we, we, we're not half you know what we're, we're not. We're not doing it. Either you're in or you're out, and you choose to be out, and we respect your decision, so you're not going to play. And now, because guys are logging a lot of minutes and you have some injury concerns, now you're going to welcome back Kyrie. Well, I mean, what sense does that make? You say something, you're definitive in your statement, and a couple months later, you, you do a complete 180? That's, isn't, am I wrong? Is that not a bad look? I mean, it's not like you're saying, gosh, we were wrong. You know, we, we, we reflected and we realized we were wrong. You're just saying guys are so banged up and have logged so many minutes that this is the direction we need to go in. This is, this is not a, 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 a I'm pro or anti-vaccine conversation. It's just a, 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 a really a definition of your word and your belief. And you said, no. We're not welcoming you until either the, the the ban is lifted or until you are vaccinated. And I get people tweeting me saying he got the he got the vegan vaccine. No, uh, it was or, there was a report the that he would be considered no, plant based vaccine. There was a, I don't think that's happened. No, no, it hasn't happened. There was a report last week that if he were to consider being vaccinated, it would have to come, you know, when this plant based vaccine uh came to be. But but that's not what happened. So let, let me ask you a serious question. The vegan, like, is there meat in the vaccine I got? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Like, are there <laughs> chunks of chicken no, in really? the uh, like, mRNA? Like, what, what does this mean? Was, was, I mean, was mine tested on animals? Is that what we're saying? I think they actually used beef. Like, I'm having a, a, a beef stew vaccine? Yeah, I think that's what happened. Like, the juices I, from the beef. The juice, oh, beef juices. Yeah. Beef, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's uh, use, uh, it would be a I non-use. I guess must have tested it on animals, Yeah, right? not, not you don't test it in, in using non-animal products. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And again, that's fine. If that's his opinion, he wants to get the, the plant-based, that's, that's a, considered a vegan vaccine, I, I'm all for that. But then just don't come onto the team until that, in fact, has happened. That, that's, that, to me, is the disconnect, and I want that to be understood. It's not that he has or hasn't had it. It's, it's, it's not Kyrie at all. It's the, next, the Nets caving in seemingly the most bizarre of all times to do it as things are escalating to a point where, I mean, the Rockets just shut down, right? The Rockets, Radio City, through the end of the year, not, not going to happen. They've canceled, they've canceled the performance, and it feels like that's going to start happening all over, and now the Nets have said, Kyrie, come on back. Now, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen immediately, but it's the whole thing strikes me as strange. Don and Michaels said this week on their show that I'm, I'm cheating. Um, I've said this from the jump, Ty. If you think I'm cheating and you don't want the segment, we won't do the segment. 
I don't need to do it. I do it for the people. For the people. And speaking of doing it for the people, uh, we're about nine minutes removed from me receiving the first Stump Rothenberg call this morning. Really? Which is fascinating. Now, and do I, you say hold on the air, please, sir? Or is it, no. is it a, it's 9.30, it happens in an hour, call back? Look, I say I appreciate the excitement level. Uh, you know, Dave is a, a brilliant guy. It's one of the most entertaining segments, not just in radio, but in media. But you, you, I can't leave you on hold for an hour. I would love to. Like, if we had 7,000 lines, I would absolutely leave you on hold. But we've just got too much content. You know, callers deserve the opportunity. Yeah, people to, want to be involved in the show. Be involved in the show. And speaking of uh, Kay and Don, I have the audio. So here's them ripping you this week. I know they cheat. Oh, they cheat? I think they cheat. Oh, so you, they I, know the answer because it's on tape. So they probably, oh, that's. No, uh, no, no. I don't think that. I think that they, you know, right away they're punching the clues in the internet. Not not Dan, but I can see uh, um, Buttle doing it. Oh, Plus, sorry, don't you that, think uh, Rothenberg does that? Ever- oh, wait. No, that was the oh, right, that was the was the right, right one. Audio. My, bad. My bad. I know they cheat. Oh, they cheat. I think they cheat. Also, you, I, they know the answer because it's on tape, so they probably, oh, that's No, 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 I don't think that. I think that they, you know, right away, they're punching the clues in the internet. Not not Dan, but I can see uh, um, Buttle doing it. Plus, don't you think uh, Rothenberg does that? You ever listen to him on Saturday? Yeah, I do. He almost never gets anything wrong. And there's but, such obscure questions about everything, too. But do like, what, we what know? did Neil Armstrong have for breakfast before he landed on the moon? And yeah. he gets it. There was one that he got, like, who wrote some song or whatever. I'm like, listen, I I trust him because he is a savant when it comes to sports. But when he starts answering, like, questions about, you know, songs from the 70s and stuff, I'm like, this guy's got to be looking it up. But he claims not to, so Stop uh, Rothenberg Met- is a big deal. This is your coworkers. How do you feel about that? Well, it's hurtful. Uh, and I, you know what I do? Like, like Don talked himself into a, a whirlwind right there. <laughs> First of all, here's the thing. They, they think everyone cheats. Like, they just don't believe in mankind. <laughs> right? Like, that's what they're saying. But, so they think that, that Grasa cheats. They think that Buttle cheats. They think I cheat. They think everybody cheats. <laughs> and, and you can hear the jealousy, especially in Michael's voice, the jealousy of, you know, like, he just he knows all this stuff. I happen to know a lot of stuff. I'm honest with myself. I know what I know, and I know what I don't know. To I know point, what I can do, and I know what I can't do. To his point, do you know what Neil Armstrong had on the uh, morning of that big event? Tang. Nice. Good for you. I don't know that that's right. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, listen, do, do I get questions wrong? Like, you have, a, you have the list of where we stand. We have, we've gotten, what, 90 questions wrong this year, 100 questions wrong this year? Uh, this season, uh, to be dead accurate, we've gotten bah, 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 74 questions incorrect. All right. So you think if I'm cheating, I'd get 74 questions incorrect? I guess the argument against that would be you have to keep yourself honest. Oh, come on. Stop it. That's ridiculous. Court, court of law, you're on the stand, cross-examined. Mr. Butler, do you believe that Rothenberg cheats Stump Rothenberg? I want a yes, I want a no. No. Thank you. I believe Thank in you. my guy. I believe in my guy. There were and times people, where I, I'm not going to lie. There were times where I questioned it. I, I get text messages from friends sometimes. Uh, here's the. Uh, it's not Stump Rothenberg. It's Stump Google. I, I, I get that in my mentions and in my text messages. So here's what I'll say. But I defend you. I defend here's you. Here's what I'll say. If everyone thinks that, let's just stop it. No, people. Well, I'm love fine it. with that. I don't need to do it. You don't have. I to do ch- it for the people. Uh, you can't be a guy who caves to the haters. That, why do you think LeBron— I have to, I have to stand up to, to people like that, could right? Could you imagine LeBron said, you know, Skip Bayless won't stop criticizing. I'm just going to retire. No. No. He's, he's en route to becoming the greatest player of all time. You, you don't want to cave to the haters. Continue to be great. 
and we'll we'll entertain the audience the way we do every Saturday at ten thirty. What what percentage would you say the people adore Stump Rothenberg? Eighty five percent. Oh, it's higher. Than, it's got to be at least ninety four and a half percent. Ninety four and a half, and then there's like the the, the Michael K and Don. There's the five and a half. <laughs> no, but they actually they said they enjoy it. They just impugn your you know integrity a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but you you wouldn't enjoy it if you thought I was cheating. They like if, if you thought I was looking up the answer. I mean, anybody could do that. It's true. So when I'm, you ask me a question and I, like I simultaneously give you the answer, you're clearly not cheating. So, so I, I so I don't get it. That happens. That happens. All right, let's get back to the calls. Let's go to uh, let's go to St- Stefan in Queens. Stefan, you're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, uh, yeah, the Mets front office is definitely what we call half stepping on the street. So uh, back to Kyrie, Kyrie back. I guess for the playoffs, that means he can't play at home. Does that mean strategically do we got to get strategy involved and hope they're a lower seed so that they can have a game seven? You know, he can play on the road for them. Huh. That's, that, that's, I don't. I don't think you'll do that. Um, I think you'll you'll just and and listen. Playoffs. We're talking about what? We're talking about late April, early May. I mean this this you know mandate for vaccination might be done by then. Uh, I hope. I don't know, but I, you're not going to start doing that. Let's let's lose. Let's wind up as the uh, as the ten seed, or let's wind up as the the six seed. So we're we're on the on the road for Game Seven. No, you do what you do, and if you are home for Game Seven, then then so be it. That's not the worst thing in the world. But the whole thing has been handled, uh, I think, very poorly, very poorly by Brooklyn. Uh, let's go to Spike in St. Pete. Good morning, Spike. You're next up on 98.7. Good morning. First of all, what the Nets have done, you should start or I should start uh, printing T-shirts or sweatshirts or hats. Big time cave. Come on, man. They got weak as can be. And why now? Why now? Well, that, that's the thing place. that's so confounding, right? Like, it's as bad as it's been, and now is the time. But But here's the thing, Spike. You know. You know why now? They told you. We have guys that are hurt. We have guys that have been sick. We have guys that are missing games. We're concerned about minutes, too many minutes being played by our best players. And because of that, like you said, we will big fat, capitalize, italicize, we will now cave. Yeah, it really is in poor taste. And this thing stinks and games are postponed. Listen, the main thing is everyone be healthy. I'll be serious for a half a minute and wish you the best holiday, of course. Uh, you know, I'm reading something about Florida where I moved to, and the, the Surgeon General, I think is the head medical person in the state, I would assume, said by February, 40,000 cases a day. I mean, come on, man. I mean, where do they pull this out of? Uh, the model says that. So, look, we got to enjoy our sports. we got to enjoy Stumper Rothenberg. we got to enjoy day-to-day stuff and just behave yourself. Be careful, that's all. I don't want Kyrie Irving to play. I really don't. I love watching him, but this is a cave of all caves. Yeah, it's a tremendous cave. I think it's a good call, and thanks for it. 1-800-919-3776. So let me ask you this now, Ty. Ty on the other other side of the glass. Um, At what point this morning do you start to welcome the calls for Stump Rothenberg since you said you got one at 928 or whatever and you you said no now if we want to go full transparency full here, transparency uh, I, I'm operating a solo ship today here in the control room 
Which uh, and, and let, let's pull the curtain back a little bit, okay? Yeah, what's up? So, so Jake, Jake took the day. Jake is not here with us today. I think You're he was like hungover. I, I got a text this morning and he was hungover. He can't come in. Don't do that to him. That's not nice. I'm just kidding, Jake. Um, so you're doing. I was just going to speak so nicely, of you, and th- and right there, you just define I'm why people don't just like you. Kidding. So be able to take a joke. So you're by yourself. There's a lot of juggling that goes on, oh and people don't realize the amount of juggling. So so tell. So what is the best thing for you? What works for you? What time would you appreciate the beginning of the stump Rothenberg call? So today, I'm actually going to start to welcome the calls. Uh, right at the top of the 10 o'clock hour. Right at the top of the 10 o'clock. Not, not that you need to call then. And not, we're not <laughs> pushing you to call then. But if you do happen to call then, and it's a good question, Ty will, will put you on hold. There's the window. On. There's the window. And just to compliment you, because I don't even know if you realize this, but it's not even something I'd be able to get away with, with every host. But because I can count on you to you know, hold a segment strong, even if all the calls say Stump Rothenberg, you can't go to a call. You can still deliver. So oh, I yeah. appreciate you for that. Oh, well, I appreciate this you. This is what we do. This is full uh, transparency. We, see, this here. is the holiday spirit you're talking about. That's, that's what it's it is, It's not the baby. gift card. It's not Venmo. It's none of that. No, it's not No. That. How do you feel about this, by the way? This was done, and I was turned off by it, and I was told I was wrong. I think you'll agree with me. Venmoing... A wedding gift. It's raw. It's it's like impersonal. I, I think it's, I, I'll tell you what I think. I think it's classless. It's it's classless. It is. It's classless. It, like there's no intimacy there. There's no love. Like you're just sending someone money. It's, it's like a very money impersonal. Order. Yeah, like have a card. You know, write a, a card with a sentiment, right? Yeah, with some express. There's yes. no expression in see just you, sending nah, someone money. See, you and I are exactly the same. And by the way, I I have a question for you on that note when it comes to weddings. Yeah. And I know we got to get to a break, but I was no, having this. No, no, the clock is just here as a as a <laughs> stepping stone. Really, I was having this conversation the other day with my wife. Is there a moral obligation? Like, if you get invited to a wedding, mm-hmm. is there a moral moral obligation on your end that if you in the next twelve months get married, you have to invite that person whose wedding you attended? Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, so if you got married and you invited me and I'm getting married, I, yeah, I have to invite you. If, if I go? Yes. Yes. But but there's like a, a, a time period, right? Like if it's no, five years from no, now. No, I well, – well, listen, five years, maybe your life changes. But if you if it's the same – rela- like if the relationship is in similar standing, then you then you have to invite that I completely person. agree. There are some people who would disagree. Well, those people are wrong. Classless. Those people would would those Venmo. are Venmo gifters. Yes, I was those, just, those, those are the Venmo gifters. Are Venmo gifters? All right, one 3776 More Kyrie conversation. We will morph into some NFL conversation at the top of the ten o'clock hour. Ten thirty at Stump Rothenberg. Eleven o'clock it's R.J. Bell, who's been on. He's been on one. He is scalding hot. So there's a lot to do leading up to Anita at noon. And you know who Anita has today, Ty. You know who's going to be a big guest of Anita? Oh, uh, who's that? Uh, her mother uh, is that is, so? Is going to be on the show at one o'clock today. Now, what's yes. she going to be doing on the show? Mama Mimi. Uh, what's she going to be talking about? What's the occasion? Her mom is a is a Dolphins insider. Oh, Dolphins connoisseur, you said? Yes, a Dolphins insider has all the the nuances of uh, of what's going on with Tua and, and Miles Gaskin, and she will be on the show at one o'clock to break down the Dolphins now, and the Jets. Game. Is she going to be able to tell us why a couple of weeks ago, you know, apparently that defense was too complex for Mike White? Well, I don't think she gives really the 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 Jets side of the ball. Like, she's Ooh. more of the Dolphins. So they'll probably really probe deep into the Dolphins and figure out what makes them tick and if they're going to get the win. And Jalen Waddell, is he going to play or not? 
and and Anita will handle. And they're their, down their all their running backs too. So you know. no, no, no. Uh, Gaskin is back, and the other guy's back too. Oh, they're both back. Yes. There we go. See, this so, is the information she's going to give us, and that's why you need to tune in one o'clock today to uh, Anita's mom, there Mama Mimi. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. So Ty asked the question, uh, is it okay for the Giants fans to root against the Giants at this point? See, here, here, yes, it, it is. And my take is, they say Joe Judge is back, but I think if you have just, if you go 4-13, remember, this is not like we were told this is going to be a rebuilding season. We were told this is going to be a playoff season. So if you're a playoff expected team and you go 4-13, and you, you come back. See, I, I don't, I know what they say and I know what the reports are. I don't think it's defined. I don't think it's defined that Joe Judge is yet back. And I still think that they can lose their way um, to him not coming back next year. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I have no insight into this. It's just my opinion. But I don't see how you could be a team that expects to go to the postseason, goes 4-13, and and you now empower the head coach. To me, it seems, now, listen, the Giants have been that team for years. So it, it just seems very, very strange. But can you root for your team to lose? Now, here's the thing. I, I will be rooting for them tomorrow. It'll make no difference because they're going to lose by probably 20 points. I will root for them to win tomorrow just because it's, it's the, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. And, and the next week against the Eagles. But the Giants Bears? No, you know what? I don't care. And that's what they've done. And that's what they've done to me. And that's what they've done to you. And then I have people say, how could you root against the Giants? You know what? Don't judge me. They've done this. <laughs> they've Really, they've, they've done this to us. All right, if the Giants were 9-4, and four, I, I mean, I, my entire week would be focused on being excited for a Giants game. If the Giants were competitive, they, they've had like one or two moments over the five years, they've had one or two moments. And the Jets, by the way, are, are, are I guess they're better because of the expectations, but not much. Nobody thought the Jets were going to be a joke this year. Nobody looked at the Jets and said, God, this is going to be a three or four win team. No. And nobody thought they'd have the worst defense you've ever seen. And nobody thought Zach Wilson was going to be awful. And that's the truth. And we can sit here and discuss, you know, he looked a little better in the Eagles' first half. He's been awful, awful in his time here with the Jets. I, I, I mean, I watch every single play. And he has an arm from heaven. And he has an accuracy from hell. <laughs> he, can, he can't throw. I mean, his ac, I've never seen anything like it. He could throw it at 90 miles an hour into the ground right in front of the guy. There was one play specifically last week where Braxton Berrios is parallel to the line of scrimmage. And I don't know, let's say towards eight yards away. He tried to throw it to him. He wasn't close to him. If he's eight yards away, it must have hopped six yards in front of him. Like it, it, I mean, it was embarrassing. And you don't get a throw like, listen, Mahomes the other night. Right? You remember that fourth down play? Mm-hmm. I forget what was it, Hardman wide open on the left yeah, side, open, and, he, yep. and he threw a terrible pass. It, it happens It's under every once in a while. It happens all the time for Zach Wilson. Well, he has the single worst completion percentage in all of football. I mean, you, you're a Jets fan. It, he looks awful. He looks terrible, and you can say this. As bad as Sam Darnold was, has, did Darnold ever look this bad? I know he had that, that Monday night game where he was seeing ghosts. Uh, his but first that was pass. that was the Patriots, and that was yeah. the, the outlet. Listen, his first game, he was pretty good against the Lions, right? Well, he threw the pick six, and then he recovered from then. Uh, did he ever look this bad? No, he I don't, did not. I don't think so. He did not. He did not look this bad. And you know what makes it worse? Here's what makes it worse. 
Mike White. Who's looked better, Mike White or Zach Wilson? Oh, without question, Mike. Josh Rogers. Johnson or Zach Wilson? Without question, Josh Joe Johnson. Flacco or Zach Wilson? <laughs> Joe Flacco. So it, I mean, it's not like it's not like the Jets just offensively they're 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 incapable, and every quarterback that plays for them looks lost. In fact, just the opposite. When the other quarterbacks play, they look okay. Dave, and when it's when it's Zach Wilson, that's when they look lost. The Jets accomplished something last week that's so hard to do. They clinched their 11th straight postseason DNP. It, it, it's tied for the which leads, leads the leads the NFL. Leads right? the NFL the long 11 straight years, and you're still this bad. Do you know how hard? And I say this all the time, and I think people take it like, "Oh, it's tongue in cheek." Do you know how hard it is to be bad for a very long time? Especially in a league where you're rewarded for being bad because you, it, it's it's not a lottery. Like when you stink, you get the you get favorable draft picks. It's 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 so impossible. It's like it, it was mean, impossible. You, you, you pick third, you pick second, you've picked six. Like you're all, you're always right up. And it's the same thing with the Giants. Like you could have you could have the same conversation with the Giants. Like look at the draft capital, Evan Ingram. Then you spend huge money on Kenny Galladay. You draft Andrew Thomas. You draft Daniel Jones. You draft Saquon Barkley. You draft Will Hernandez. And and you spend huge money on Nate Solder. You know, you, you draft Matt Pert. And and you still, you still look like, like, how is that possible? Which is why, I don't know if you felt like this, Dave, but I'm watching that thriller on Thursday night between the Chargers and uh, the Chiefs. It's not even like watching the same sport. <laughs> It made me it made me miserable because that is a picture perfect example of what the combo of having a a superb roster builder and a GM and excellent coaching looks like because it's not like Mahomes and Herbert were number one overall picks yeah these guys were highly talented but they were drafted lower what Mahomes go ten yeah Mahomes was ten I think Herbert Herbert was six yeah so you put these guys with organizations with a clear vision. Superb football minds, and that's the product you get. Whereas with the Jets and Giants, we've got one playoff win, uh, one playoff appearance in the last decade between these two teams. Uh, and, it, and it was a loss. So, we, so between two teams, and how about this? There's 32 teams in the NFL. 24 teams currently have six or more wins. The Jets and the Giants are two of the eight that do not. It's all time bad. It's And, and I mean... I, I don't even see a positivity with – I mean, to be honest, I don't really see much positive with either. Team. And how about this? What is it, week 15? So you've got all these different, like, playoff scenarios. Like, if you're a Browns fan, here's how we get into the playoffs. If you're a Ravens fan, here's how we get into the playoffs. I go to the New York Post yesterday, right? And here's the title of the article. You know, uh, players, Jets, and Giants fans should be watching in these bowl games. Well, that's that's all you have. <laughs> it's like real – you've got on, seven like, deep on, in each on conference. On October 10th. You're seven deep in each conference. It's never been easier to make the playoffs in the NFL. They added Almost an extra half playoffs. the league makes the playoffs, and you can't even. Win. I'm watching the Jets game, and I, I thought it was it was funny and embarrassing, whatever you want to say. Last week, and they lose the game to the Saints, and at the end of the game, the announcer's like, "All right, the Jets are now mathematically eliminated <laughs> from the postseason." Thank God, thank God for that, because I thought they were right there on the precipice of greatness in in uh, in January and February. And this is not even to take a shot at you, but it's to you know make the point that you just made with the Giant. You're watching the Giants game last week with the Charger. They show in. The hunt all these teams including teams that are under 500 giants not nowhere to be found and, and but they've had that too where it's like the giants are you know four and eight but they're in the hunt it's like that's not in the hunt <laughs> that is that is not in the hunt the hunt is taken off and the hunt is they're they're down deep into the forest and you are just walking into the forest you're not in the hunt i can't and you know what the sickest thing about all of it is and we'll break in a second and get to stump rothenberg is that this season will end and i will now look at the calendar and be like all right 
30 weeks till the start of ne- like uh, it's terrible it's like we're on a treadmill and it's going nowhere and with the jets we mentioned 11 straight years not not making the playoffs can someone make a legitimate argument that the jets this isn't the worst they've ever been like during this run like they were bad under gaze the end they of the rex years they might be worse now their de- their de- their defense is so bad their defense and it's amazing because they lost to Taysom Hill he was incapable of throwing the ball. They were on a five-game losing streak. I, 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 yeah, L- let's take a break. You know what? Stump Rothamer comes your way next because we, we need sorry. some positivity. Jet fans, we had the worst offense under offensive guru Adam Gase, and now we got the worst defense under defensive guru Robert Sala. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. Stump Rothenberg, 9870 ESPN, brought to you by Slomans and NYSSPCA, the New York Structural Steel Painting Contractors Association. Ty, let the people know where we stand on what will be the final Stump Rothenberg of 2021. Oh, wow. I did not realize that. Yeah, next week is Christmas. 358 and 74. A lot of pressure on you today. I, well, why would you say today's more pressure than any normal Stump Rothenberg? Well, as you just alluded to, it's the final Stump Rothenberg right. edition of 2021, and it is fresh off of what I felt was really harsh criticism from our esteemed uh, afternoon show with, with both Michael Kay and Don LaGreca being very critical of you. Of anybody. And, anybody uh, that knows anything, they take shots at. Right? Am I, they, they took shots at that. Because uh, I heard it. Like, Don asks a trivia question to, to Greg and Dan every week, and if they get it right, now they're questioned. If I get mine right now, I'm questioned. So that's just where we stand. If people are smart, it threatens those guys. <laughs> they might be listening to the show. So here's what we can do. Let's try to answer the question as quickly as possible to put all the to, no. to, the doubts around. No. Some, sometimes I have to think. Sometimes I know it immediately. I'm not going to rush for the sake of trying to sell people. I am legitimate, and I stand by what I do. Let's do it. All right. Let's go to Chris in Tampa. Chris, lead us off on Stump Rothenberg. Yeah, hey, Dave. Um, first, I just want to tell you that um, I just moved down to Tampa with my family. and My son and I are obsessed with this segment. It's the highlight of our week. Nice. So, so you guys, so let anyway. me see if I have this right, Chris. You bond yeah. with your, how old's your son? 14. You bond with your 14-year-old son over this segment. Absolutely. You, do you see what I'm doing? I'm bringing father and son together with Stump Rothenberg. Go, Chris, please, the floor is yours. Okay. So the question is, there's only three players in NHL history that have won the regular season MVP and the Stanley Cup MVP, the Hart and the Smythe. One of them is Wayne Gretzky. Name the other two. Oh, boy. Would you like a hint? No. So Gretzky did it. It's got to be a Canadian. 
Is Guy Lafleur there? Guy Lafleur is one of them. Nineteen seventy-seven. Now you're looking for two, or you're looking for the just other... one? You're looking for both? No, there was two. The other, the other player that did it, did no, it. No, twice. no, 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 no. Ty, I, we're supposed to have single answer questions, right? <sighs> so Gretzky, I think, did it in '85. I don't know what year Lafleur did it in. The Rangers did the four did it seventy seven. Gretzky in eighty five. Okay, the Rangers didn't have. The Devils have never had. That's the one on the Canadian. The Maple Leafs. Would the Flyers did not have with those Broad Street? All right. How about? And I don't know that this is right. Now, if I get this wrong, have I gotten the question right, or, or tire is this considered wrong? It's wrong. He asked you for for the two others. He but gave I don't, you one. It's not supposed to be multiple. All right, fine. I'm going to give the answer. I feel I'd say 60 40 that I'm going to be right here. Uh, the great Bobby Orr in 1970. Dave, you are a genius. Yes. I don't think that's fair, to be honest with you. Listen, when when you come in to this edition of the game, 358 and 74, we've got to find a way to make this. It's more supposedly single answer questions. Yeah, but dude, you're. Come on. And that's based on me getting it You're right. On the too. Cusp that's a good of job, huh? 300 games over 500. That's a great job. That's a beautiful job. Let's go to um, Luke in Connecticut. Good morning, Luke. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. All right. Let's go, Rangers. Let's try to close this out uh-huh. uh, right away this year. All right. Chris Berman. He's been in a bunch of movies, but he's only been in one baseball movie. What was it? So he was in he was in the longest yard. Ah, uh, he was in Little Big League, I believe. Oh, yeah, you got yeah. it, dude. Yeah, he was in Draft Day. I remember. I think he was in the program. He, I think he was in Necessary Roughness, but the only baseball one is Little Big League. Now you're just shimmying on the defense, huh? You know what? If you have the knowledge, you have the knowledge. Was that was that quick enough for you, by the way? Uh, not for me, for Michael and Don. Yeah, well, Michael and Don are in their glass houses. Uh, let's go to um, let's go to Steve in Brooklyn. Steve, you're on Stump Rothenberg. I have to wonder, out of those seventy-four wrong, how many could have been college guys? Not many. No, probably less than five, I would think. Yeah, for sure. Steve, okay, would, would you say would you, we either. had the caller before from Florida saying it's the highlight of his week and it helps him bond with his son? Would you say this is one of the highlights of your week as well? Uh, yeah, New York Sports Radio is pretty much dead these days. So the Saturday morning show with you is the one thing I can't listen to. And it's, you know, the only New York radio that I think is worth listening to. So, yes. There you go. All right. What do you got? All right. So in honor of Steph Curry setting the all-time three-point record, I have a three-pointers trivia question for you. Okay. Dirk Nowitzki is one of just two seven-footers that have made more to have made more than a thousand made three-pointers. Who is the other player? But before you think, I will add a disclaimer. Ty mentioned this, and it's a good point. Kevin Durant is listed at 6'10 everywhere. So Kevin Durant is not 7 feet. So Kevin Durant is not considered that guy. Yes, he's listed at 6'10, even though we, we all know he's 7 foot, but he's 6'10 everywhere listed. All right, so most career three-pointers, and this guy's got to be over 7 feet tall. Nowitzki is over 7 feet tall. 
Oh my goodness. Um, Antoine Walker, but I don't, I don't think he's over seven feet. Trevor Ariza, but I don't think he's over seven feet. I don't know that I know this one. Ty, did you know this one? Uh, I did not know this one. It was a good question, huh? Yeah, it's a really good one. It's someone you, you're you quite familiar with, though. I will say that. It's not Ewing. Um, it's not Andrea Bargnani. I'll tell you that. There's no way Porzingis has. Not Brooke Lopez. All right. Um, I have a guess. It's an educated guess, and Ty, you might have pushed me in the right direction. Just to make you feel special about the answer, I will say University of Arizona's Channing Fry. So not only are you right, but Bargnani's third, Brooke Lopez is fourth, and Porzingis is fifth. But yes, Channing Fry, the only other seven-footer with a thousand eight threes. That's a good job out of you. That's a beautiful job. And, and you just killed me because Channing Fry, it inspired, you know, I do the college portion of this. I was going to ask you where Channing Fry went to college. You can come up with a different one, though, no? Yeah, of course I can, but... Good job, man. Three and oh. Thank That's impressive. You. All right, this this next guy is tough. <laughs> Chris and Beth Page always brings it strong. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave? Yes, Chris. I'll have you know that a couple weeks ago I called to get my booster shot, and they wanted to schedule me that openings on Saturday at 10.30. I said I cannot do it then. So I rescheduled <laughs> it. I swear to God, true story. You are broken. One today. You, two- can, you can have a, a, a vaccine that could potentially save you from becoming ill, and you're like, I'm sorry, I can't do it at 10.30 on a Saturday. That's my Sump Rothenberg time. So 100%. I'm scheduling okay. it at 2.15 today. So. Okay. Um, anyhow, here we go, Dave. So last week you had a great question, which you didn't get the answer, but it was a great question. And it got me thinking, there's only one player in baseball history whose father hit for the cycle and his son hit for the cycle, but he never hit for the cycle. Oh. So so it's a player and, and the generation up and the generation down hit for the cycle. Right. Generation up hit for the cycle, generation down hit for the cycle, but he didn't hit for the cycle. That's a tough question. Uh, I mean, really, I guess the question is how, how many, how many, how many three generate? Now, did the did the so you have the grandfather hit for the cycle? Then his son did not, but his grandson did. Exactly. Now, let me exactly ask you this, right. and you might say I'm not able to answer this question. Did the the mid, did the son, the one in the middle who never hit for the cycle, did he play in the majors? Oh yeah, he was a legitimate player, very legitimate, good player. legit. All right. So now, Very I mean, there's not player, that yep. many three generations right. uh, that that have played uh, have played in Major League Baseball. Hi, yeah, yeah. And just so um, you know, all three were legitimate. All three had legitimate 
good career. And this is this is not like an 1800s stuff, right? No, 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 not at all. So I, I mean, I, I would think the Boons. I mean, who else is? Uh, gosh, the Boons. Who else is three generations in Major League Baseball? Gary Matthews? The answer last week was Daryl Ward. The Guerreros, but I don't know that there was a third Guerrero. Boy, this is a tough question. Um... All right. Not, no, I was gonna say the Ripkins, but that's not that's not a third generation Ripkin. The Bonds family, but there's no there's no third generation Bonds. I don't I don't think we know here. I mean, there's the Dimaggios, but I, don't, I mean that's the, they were the brothers, but I don't think there's multiple. Regeneration. I mean, how many? How many families? All right, I'm going to guess, and I, it's not right. I'm going to say the the Boons. That's no, a very good guess, Dave. Very good guess. But I'll tell you, it's Buddy Bell. Buddy Bell did not hit for the cycle. His father Gus Bell was a great player in the '60s, and his son David Bell hit for the cycle. All Gus right. Bell and David Bell hit for the cycle. Buddy did not, and you heard um, of Buddy Bell. So it's, I, I will tell you this. Now you always go wild, Chris, when it comes to the uh, the the college portion of this. That is a very, very legitimate and fair question that he got me on. Very legitimate, very fair. So good for him. Let's go to Fred and I believe Fresh Meadows. Fred, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. Uh, by the way, I was very impressed by that hockey answer, the initial one, because that was very tough. Thank you. So, kudos to you. Thank you. Um, what is the largest major league stadium in terms of capacity that was built just for baseball. Well, Dodger Stadium is big. Now, you say built just for baseball because Oakland is big, but that was also a football stadium. Right. In other words, the stadium was designed has been used just for baseball, not designed as a so it's never stadium. it's never football's never been played there, or football is typically not played there. Uh, it's just a baseball stadium, just built for baseball. No uh, football, to the best of my knowledge, has never been played there. I mean, this stadium is known as as, as a purely baseball stadium. I mean, Yankee and Stadium is. I mean, they play the the pinstripe bowl, but it's Yankee Stadium is not a baseball stadium. I mean, not a football stadium. So is there is there a trickery here? Or is this like straight on? Because Dodger Stadium, no, no, see, this, o- is, this is straight on. So I think o- Oakland is the biggest, but Oakland was a football stadium, so that takes them out of the running. Can you can can you answer that or no? Like that yeah. that yes, that's, you're right. That, that's okay. a multi-sport stadium. Okay, so now the the answer is is going to Dodger Stadium is next up. It's not a football stadium. Or Yankee Stadium is next up after that, which is which is you, the old Yankee Stadium was, but the current Yankee Stadium is not a football stadium. So I have to figure out: Have they played football at Dodger Stadium? Because it's definitely one of those. Hmm. 
I'm going to say Dodger Stadium. You are correct. Yes. Give me the date. There you go. So was that a nice four and one start? Nice little four and one start here. That's gorgeous. All right. So we have Chris for the for the daily double. We need some more calls for first round. You're going to go with your five pack, yes? I am. All right. So one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six seven. Because you're working solo, we'll take a break. We'll come back. And by the way, do you see what's happening with the segment? Man calling saying he won't make a COVID booster vaccine. <laughs> Another man calling saying it's it's the highlight of my week with my son and we bond over it. It's amazing. This it's is, sweeping this is the nation. groundbreaking radio, Ty. Groundbreaking. It's sweeping the nation, my friend. Stump Rothenberg continues. 98.7 ESPN. We're brought to you by Slomans and NYSSPCA, the New York Structural Steel Painting Contractors Association. All right, Ty, where do we leave off? Five and one or four and one? Four and one. A nice, a nice, a nice four, four and one. one. All right. You say these next few are very oh, difficult, yes? These are tough. Degree of difficulty, see, I would say at about a 10. If I got both of these next two, would you be wowed? I would be impressed. I would say. So here's what I say. We take these two, and then we go with Chris for the daily double, and then you for the power five. Let's do it. If you get uh, these two correct, I say you can just take off next Saturday. Fair enough. Dwayne in Jersey. Dwayne, you're on Stump Rothenberg. All right, Dave. How hard is this, Dwayne? He has me nervous. It's a little difficult. It's a little difficult. I mean, I worked for an an airline, so I know. It's a geography question. All right. There are only five cities in the world which are on two different continents. Could you name at least two of them? Yes. I believe so. Istanbul. That is one. Because it's Europe and, and Asia. Europe and Asia. And here's is diff- difficult now. Because I know there's one or two in Russia, but I don't. I don't know the name. I, I need to know the names of the cities. <laughs> yes, the that's the question. The, 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 <laughs> there, there are other. There are three in Russia, and the other one is quite well known. Well, there's one in Egypt. So the one in Russia, might be I don't different. know. I don't know the name. Well, well, that's well. Name the other one. But I can't. I cannot. <laughs> Here <laughs> lies the problem. <laughs> uh, there's, 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 see this? Like, come on! But nobody's ever heard of these cities. That's why I said it's tough. It's very tough. So there's one in Egypt and there's like two or three in Russia, and I don't know what they are, so I guess I get it wrong. Right? Well, the other one that's actually, you want me to give the other one that's well-known? Well, this is is, you punting on the question, Dave. So is the Egyptian one the well-known one? The Egyptian one is the well-known one. But it's not as well-known as Istanbul. Not as well. The two, those are the two that are I don't, I don't. I don't know it, so we're just wasting time, and R.J. Bell is going to join us in a minute, so I don't have the answer. What, what's the answer? Although I feel like I did well in this question, but go ahead. It's Suez in Egypt. Oh. All right. The Suez it. Canal in Egypt. All right. Okay. That's Make you feel good? <laughs> and then you hung up on him. Well, imagine you. Well, who's the all-time— I don't me- understand <laughs> when this became—it's it, it, multiple answers. 
Who's the we off- set the standard for its one answer. I got one right. Dave, can I ask you a question? No. No. <laughs> Who's no. the all-time three-point shooter in NBA history? Wait, I got I to gotta know the name of the guy? Of course. That's the question. Oh, yeah, because that's the similarity. <laughs> yeah. Suez, Egypt. <laughs> I told you it was difficult. I, I got Istanbul, and it's supposed no, to be you, singular question. You, you know what? Per- I'm done with you. Okay. Frank in Jersey. Now he's going to ask some, you know, Pee Wee Reese, what do you have for breakfast the morning of the World Series? Go ahead, Frank. What major league baseball player has the same amount of hits on the road and at home? And because you, like, two, I, 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 is there a minimum amount of hits? I was going to say he's in the three thousand hit club. If I'm he not is. mistaken, Frank, right? Oh yeah, I don't want to give you any hints. Give Stand me any usual. hints, you'll probably get it. Stand usual, then. You're right. You're yeah. right. So go away. Oh way! Wow. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't appreciate that. You're upset. I am annoyed because I tell I tell you that it's supposed to be singular questions, and now hey. he's, he's given multiple part questions, and you're like, "Oh, I'm sorry." That... I got Istanbul, which was which was gettable. No one's ever heard of Suez, Egypt. <laughs> People have heard of Suez, Egypt. No, nobody has. The person who's three fifty eight and seventy four in this segment can't argue. Oh, the questions. I can are argue too hard. whatever I like to argue. You know what, Chris and Beth Page. He is he's a man of integrity and honor. Chris, do you not feel like I did well on that former question? You did um, yeah, absolutely. And you know, and you're right, Dave. You gotta go back. I was in this show for four years. Single question. That's why I crafted mine. I could have yes. said to you, name the three guys that did it. I said no. Name the uh, guy who had a father and a son who That's right. That's why you're a nice question. man. That's all right, yeah. Chris. Can you please not all ask right. me some obscure player, by the way? No, 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 no. I won't. And by the way, I better hurry up. I might be dying of COVID as we speak. So <laughs> I got to be. That's not funny. Uh, anyhow. That's not funny. No, no. Anyhow. Um, the man with the biggest thighs in NFL history, Robert Newhouse. Robert Newhouse. Dallas Cowboy running no, back. Yeah, number, number 44, I believe. Full exactly. with yes. the Dallas Cowboys. Um, where did he? I think he went to the University of Houston would be my answer. And you'd be right, David. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's what six and two, Ty. Six and two, the All biggest right, so thighs the... in, in NFL history. Oh yeah, he was a big man, wow. very big man. Yep. What do you got? All right, let's go. go. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Wichita State. There you go, buddy. Yeah, uh, cheating. Yeah. Uh, Eric Dampier. Eric Dampier, who I believe spells his name with a, a C K. <laughs> he does. E R I C K. Uh, he's an SEC. He's Mississippi State. I'm, no. Correct. Oh, it is. Okay, good. Uh, this is pretty easy. I don't, I, I, I don't know why I went with this one. Jimmy Butler. Marquette. Yeah. Uh, so watch this guy play last night, Tobias Harris. Long Island's own. Long Island's own. From the University of Tennessee, That's Tobias correct. Harris. And yes, uh, can that I would, get the, the, that the would be correct. Okay. It wasn't last night. It was two nights ago, losing to Kevin Durant. And finally, our guy... Big, big fan of the show. Oh. Big, big fan of the show. Rich Kleiman. Miles Turner. See, I was never under the impression that Miles Turner was, in fact, a, a big fan of the show. Miles Turner, one season, University of Texas. There you go, buddy. And Five we finish at? And oh, to finish at 11 and 2. Take that, Michael and Don. And can you give us a. Uh, a, a, a Year-long total. Oh, let's do some math here. So we are going to be 369 and 76. 
pretty good, huh? At the conclusion of the year. So it's pretty good, but you do got to wonder, man. You left some meat on the bone. Could have finished, <laughs> finished 300 games clear of 500. Almost got there. You're seven wins away. You know what? I could put my head on the pillow tonight and feel really good about <laughs> what I've done this entire good season. Good job. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. All right. RJ Bell, Rothenberg and Bell with you, 9870 ESPN. You know how this is played now. We, we go rapid fire, NFL questions, and, and away we go. So let's let's start things. No, no salutations from the, the listeners, the callers, by the way. They get right to it. Otherwise... They get buzzed, and nobody wants the, the buzzer on air. All right, let's go. Fran Massapequa. Fran, lead us off, my friend. Do you think the coach of the Chargers is a complete idiot for going for it four times on fourth down and what he said afterwards, or do you agree with his assumption? So Merry here's the thing, Christmas. and I, I, love, I love this call, Fran, because RJ and I are going to have polarizing views. We're going to be on the different side of things. You cannot, you cannot go for it four times. You can't. Now, I know RJ's going to say it's great, it's the way of the future, and that's fine. You have to pay attention to the game a little bit. You were, you were up 14-10 with a chance to make it 17-10 going into the half. I, you do that every day of the week, in my opinion. But I, I have a feeling you're going to say, no, what you do is just go for it nonstop. You're wrong, Dave. I find the Twitter intelligentsia, those that took like two math classes at some community college and they think they're math guys, there's nothing that infuriates me more than that. Now, I graduated from the Ohio State University with a finance degree, and I don't think I'm a math guy at all. I'm like two levels from it. So all these people that aren't as good often as math as me and think they're math guys, I find it absurd. What else I find absurd is if you had an account, this would be the only thing I say because I know we're short on time with the, with the frenzy, is if you had two accountants, that were just doing redundant work for you just to see, you wanted to see for sure you were right. And one says, Dave, you owe 87000 in taxes. And the next one says, you owe 48000 in taxes. What do you know? You know that you can't be sure of either of them. Well, these models that people have, Ben Baldwin's got one, ESPN's got one, they have, sometimes they range like 10% different what the answer is. So how can we be sure of any of those answers? Because you can say it's math, but it's just someone's calculations. It doesn't mean it's right. So did, you had an issue with them going for, 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 for first downs or touchdowns every single time in this game then? Here's the one that I find the most absurd. Last week, the 49ers had a spot. They were on like their own 28-yard line, fourth and four, with like four minutes left in the game. And the computer said, or the algorithm said, go for it. Oh. Up by seven. And it's like, it's the, when you hear that, it invalidates the whole thing. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I mean, it makes the thing ridiculous. And, and I guess my question on that would, well, why would the coach not? I'm sure the coach didn't even think about it, right? So, so if you're going to play by that playbook, then you have to play by it, don't you? Well, I think you could say, hey, if it's within this many percent, whatever model you're using, then it's a no-brainer, and then it's a decision otherwise. Because the thing you've got to keep in mind, Dave, is what about the morale 
and, and, and the psyche of the players. Because we've had a long history of how to play this game. Now these young guys want to change it, and you've got to wonder, do the players react the same to missing that play, let's say, if they would have went for it there, as they do any other play? I don't think so. Andy in the car. Andy, you're on the frenzy. Yeah, I play the futures. I was wondering if you play futures at all because the bookmakers are really incompetent at setting lines for things like MVP, rookie of the year, and such. And how do you feel about the legal sports books in this country limiting people severely that have any modicum of success? Okay, so let's answer the futures question first. I agree that in the less liquid market, so the Super Bowl is a futures market that's very liquid which means there's a lot of betting in it. Those are tough to beat simply because the vigorous or the commission is not explicit. Like if it's minus 110, minus 110, you understand it's, it's a 20-cent straddle. But oftentimes the whole percentage on futures is like 35, 40%. You just don't know it. So it's, it's hard to beat futures, especially the liquid markets. You've got to shop for the best price. Now, the illiquid markets, I think, the caller's right, there can be some opportunities there. Now, last question, it's real simple. The sharps are people that win. Certain bookmakers just don't want any sharps to be able to bet. And because of that, they'll kick them out or they'll limit them to like five bucks or something. I think it's the right, you know, to serve whoever you want unless it's some kind of discrimination. So I don't like it, but I understand the business side of it. Uh, Justin and Tom's River. Justin, you're on the frenzy. I like the Colts tonight. Should I be waiting for Pat's money to come in, or should I bet the line now at two and a half? I tend to think that the, that Pat's money is going to come in. And do you have a play on the over/under on the game of forty-four and a half in the game? All right. So you don't have to tip your hand here because I know this is your your game of the week. But you can give us. Does he want to get involved now if he likes uh, Indianapolis? I'm not going to say anything, Dave. I'm going to. I'm. I'm just going to say, stay tuned. Oh. The, the, the ultimate tee. Sean in Jersey. Sean, go ahead. You're on the frenzy. Hey, uh, do my Bengals pull it together and make the playoffs? No. No, I don't think so. Look well, at their schedules. Brutal. Well, I tell you this. You look at the line this week. Denver favored by three. Yep. Which is saying that Denver is the clearly better team. That is the biggest trap game I've seen this year. If you ask 100 people at the bar who they like there, you're going to get 90 saying the Bengals, which means I don't like the Bengals. I'll tease that right now. So then listen to their schedule. So they're at the Broncos, where you, you just said you don't like. Then they host the Ravens, which is not an easy game. They're, they host the Chiefs, which is not an easy game, and they're at the Browns. So they don't have one easy game, and they, they really blew that one last week against San Francisco. All right, Ty, you have one to close out the frenzy? Well, yeah, I, I just feel like the Chiefs Chargers um... – game was so fascinating and we talked about the fourth down conversions what did you guys feel about this though uh that the chargers scored a touchdown in that fourth quarter to go up 21 to 13 why didn't they go for should they have gone for two there what's the difference in being up seven versus being up eight when you can go for two and have a chance to essentially you know end the game by being up two scores did you guys agree with that decision or no if you're going to be aggressive all game why not be aggressive there i guess is the point so the score before the PAT, what was the spread? It, the, the was score the was, it put them up. The, the touchdown put them up seven, and they could have gone up eight with the extra point, or nine if they would have gone for two and gotten it. Okay, 
so one of the things you've got to keep in mind is what the Ravens did last week. This whole kind of go for two early is all driven by, hey, if you miss, you're going to have to play the rest of the game in a much more frenzied way than you would otherwise. Thus, why wait till the last play of the game or the very end to make or miss, and it's, it's, it's do or die. If you miss early, you know, six minutes left or whatever, now you can onside kick it and play in a much more erratic way because you've got to do something drastic to come back. So did you have an issue with them not going for two to go up nine, though? No, because it, it, at that point, if anything, you're, you're not gaining any information. And in fact, you're giving information to the opponent. You're forcing them that if you do go up nine, you're forcing them to be much more aggressive. So I don't see any reason to do something that mathematically probably is pretty even. You know, teams aren't making twos much more than 50%. So, you know, if, if you look at that, you could say in general it's going to be about the same amount of points in the long run. Now the question is the situation, and I don't see any reason to give the opponent the tip that, hey, we're up nine now, you better hustle up. All right, so there you have it. I'll blow this one dead. Ty, please. 